From Destination Home Group of Long and Foster Real Estate, this is Spilling the Tea on the Real RE, where we give you, the listeners, the really real on all things real estate. I'm your host, Danielle Waldera, team leader of DHG. And I'm your co-host, buyer's agent specialist, James Dickerson. Listen, you've watched the TV shows, you've seen the YouTube channels, the fairy tales that people tell you about buying a house or investing in real estate, but that's not what we're here to do. Nope, we're pulling back the curtain, giving you the truth, and spilling the tea on the real RE. Good morning. Happy podcasting day. Um, we have some really fun things to spill the tea on for you today, don't we? We do. What are we talking about? Oh, I'm really excited. Okay. This is one of my favorite topics and we're going to spill the tea on home staging and some things that you see, some things that look a little off maybe to you. It's going to be awesome. So just for everybody who might not know what staging is as it relates to real estate, it's really how we help you or how a staging company might, in the case of other real estate agents, um, decorate your home, whether you're living in it and we're using the things that you already have, or if it's vacant and we're bringing in all all the decorations to make it as appealing as we possibly can for prospective buyers. So that could mean we do certain things for photos and then we actually switch it up a little bit when somebody comes in to actually tour the home. But it's all about making the property look as good as we can um, for a prospective buyer when they're touring or when they're viewing the home online. You know what I think it's about too? I think it's about making the home feel homey, especially on the vacant homes. Because the vacant homes... um, you know, maybe flips or things that investors have redone, which are probably gorgeous, but also probably feel a little cold, right? They feel, they feel unlived in. They don't feel like home. So to make them feel like home, we add furnishings and textures and colors and lots of things to make them feel like home through staging, right? So when we first decided that we were going to do this topic, um, I was telling James about what I used to think staging was when I was younger. And, you know, I feel like everyone has a general interest in real estate, right? So when me and my husband were just dating, um, when we were like 16, we would go into model homes and like, you know, pretend like we were going to buy them, right? We had no business being there. But we would walk around the model homes and look at the staging and get ideas for like decorating for our 500 square foot apartment, all that good stuff. And in every single model home, I swear to you, we would walk through and there would, like on purpose full, there would be a spilled cup of something, like milk, staged on like the kitchen counter. But like it wasn't real. It wasn't a real spilled cup of milk. It was like a plastic cup with like putty milk coming out of it. And I was like, why? Why? Why do they do this every time? Why in every single model home we go into is there a spilled cup of something on purpose in the kitchen. I don't necessarily know if I've seen that in like old school staging. I saw that more at like furniture stores, you know, like when people were yeah. selling furniture in furniture stores. And it's interesting because Danielle often when we were, because at Destination Home Group, we do our own staging um, for our bot, for our sellers. But when Danielle talks about staging, she talks a lot about um, hominess, meaning like making something feel very welcoming, warm. And while I agree 100% that we want to we want to c- accomplish that with staging, I also look at staging in a couple of different ways as well, in addition to making it feel like home. But also, we, a lot of times, manipulate staging, and manipulate's not a great word, but it's the word I'm using. 
we manipulate staging to make rooms feel larger than they might actually be. Um, you know, I, one of the houses that we staged together, Danielle, the seller asked me, they said, why do we only have two chairs at the dining room table? And why do we have such a small dining room table in this dining room? And the reason why we do that is because it makes that room feel so much larger when you walk in and you can walk all the way around the table, you're not feeling cramped in that room. You know, obviously when somebody moves into that house, they're going to put a much larger dining room table in there. They're not going to be, you know, in their three bedroom house with a two seater dining room table in their, in their dining room. But when they're touring the home, it makes that room feel so much larger. So I think that staging does a lot uh, for a prospective buyer for emulating what their house is going to look like and picturing what it's going to look like from a hominess perspective. But it can also make the space, give the space more definition. Yeah, totally. And so just also to clarify that, the table was not too small. It looked good. No. Like, it looks good. No. Like, we put in furniture that, like, allows the buy the potential buyer to walk through, visualize the space. They're able to get through the space, um, especially in bedrooms. Like, when we do bedrooms, like, we ain't staging with no king bed up in there. Like, that's going to just make the room feel super small. Right. So there's tactics to everything. But anywho, let's spill the tea on it. The first thing I want to spill the tea on is how we make our beds. Mm. Yeah. Because there's actually a bunch of different ways you can do it. But when I was getting into the staging game, I was like, man, you know, we can we can haul sofas. I can haul chairs. Like, as long as everything is able to be broken down and put back together again, I can do it. But beds, like, uh, I don't know if I can get a bed up a set of stairs and a mattress and a back spring and all the things. So I started YouTubing, like, staging and beds. And the one I settled on is the one we currently use today. And it's flipping genius. And when people see it, they're like, what? So I'm going to, I'm going to pull you in on my industry secret today. So what we do is we take four milk crates, four or five milk crates. We put those down on the, on the floor. Like they would be the base of the bed. You're never going to see them. Just put them down on the floor. At least two air mattresses, air mattresses. <laughs> so that, um, you know, you get the height and then you put like a king size sheet in, but you put air mattress one down, you blow it up, you put it down on top of the milk crates. King size sheet, preferably white. Put that down over top of mattress one, typically. Mattress two, blow that baby up. Put that on top. King size bedspread, all the linens, beautify, beautify it. Texture, extra um, fluffy afghans and all that good stuff. Put all that on top. Pillows, ba-boom. You have a bed that I swear to you, you would never know is not real. To the point where we have to put little notes on the bed. Like, please do not touch this bed. Because, you know, people show homes with their kids and the kids be like, Flopping themselves on the bed, like mine, and the bed will undo itself. So that is one way that you can make a staged bed fairly inexpensive. You can carry everything up and down the steps, which was my big thing. Um, and you can store it, which is also my big thing, because where are we going to put king-size beds? Yes, and check out my Instagram uh, I have it on my Instagram, like saved on my Instagram under staging videos. Uh, Danielle and I have a video of us actually making one of those beds and me killing a bug while we were in the middle of it. So um, take a look at that video if you want to see what that actually looks like in real life. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I think the bed is important, right? But I also think that, you know, folks, when we stage your bedroom, we're not putting a dresser and a chest of drawers and a vanity and right, you ain't two there. end tables and you're the bed. Like we're not, that's not the purpose, right? 
The purpose is to give the room definition and to let somebody picture what their furniture might look like in that space. But we also don't want to crowd the space. You know, I, I think that, you know, staging is in two worlds, right? You know, I, we're spilling the tea, so I'm going to tell you, you know, I do a lot of quote unquote staging in someone's home when they're living there. And a lot of times folks get a little overwhelmed by that prospect because I'm going to walk into your house and I'm going to tell you the first thing I'm going to tell you is to pack like you are moving because you are. So start packing like you're moving. I'm talking take your family photos off the walls, package those up nice so they don't get damaged. I'm talking take down all the uh, outrageous number of, you know, my mother used to call them knickknacks. I don't know what people call them, tchotchkes, whatever, you know, the decor items that you have on every surface in your house. You know, taking all those out, packing them up, find a space in your home, whether it's your basement or an extra room to, to put those boxes in. Um, nobody's going to care that your storage space has boxes in it. That's what storage spaces are for. You know, it's okay for that to happen. Um, and then we, I come back after we're done and I bring some additional decorative, decorative items and I put some of those out or, you know, I might rearrange your living room from the way that you had it or, you know, rearrange your bedroom from the way that you have it, put furniture in a room that you wouldn't think to put it in, you know, all to make it more appealing to prospective buyers. And that process can be overwhelming, you know, cause people, people decorate their house a particular way because why? Because they like it. And that's awesome. We want you to feel comfortable in your home. But we want your prospective buyers to see themselves in your home, not see you in your home. Yeah, totally. And for me, too, when I'm staging a house that is, you know, fully furnished and occupied, it's a lot about what you said, which number one is purging. So purge, purge, purge. I mean, everything that you don't use every single day, I don't want to see it. Unless you use it every single day, put it away. Put it in your garage. Put it in your unfinished space. If you have a small area and you don't have those options, put it in storage. Find, put it at your mom's basement, like wherever, right? And also what's big for me is greenery and texture. Like I feel like greens add a lot of dimension to its space. First of all, I'm a houseplant freak at my own house, like real greens. Like I have five gazillion houseplants and I love them and they're my babies. But when staging, we don't use real houseplants for obvious reasons. I'm not going over there every day to water them and love them. And they might not have a place that has perfect sunlight. Do you sing to your houseplants? I sing to everyone. But anyways, so um, I don't sing specifically to them. I heard that that helps. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'll try that. So um, so we use, fake, we, we use fake greenery, you know, like plastic greenery. But still, in the photos, you know, it looks amazing. And even when you go, when you go to the house, it looks amazing. It makes it feel more homey to me. And textures are huge with me, too. Like... You can have a stark sofa, you know, like literally just like plain old gray sofa. But when you add like fluffy pillows with like velvet texture or the fluff fluff texture and then some super chunky like afghans. What's that chunky knit stuff that's really popular right now? That stuff to me comes through on the photo. But more than just the photos, that's the stuff that when the buyer actually enters the home, they want to sit there. And when they want to sit on the sofa, they buy in your house. Like when they want to sit on your sofa, they buy in your house. So you really need to make sure that the spaces that you have feel cozy and feel welcoming and feel warm and not stark if it's vacant or not cluttered and unorganized if it's occupied, right? And we all fall into that trap, totally. Homeowner, guilty, 100%. Like, you know, your mom 
gave you 12 pieces of furniture last time she moved and you took it because she felt bad and it's like randomly placed all over your house and you have no use for it, right? We all have done it. We all have rooms and drawers and everything else that are just completely junk areas. And this is the time if you're moving anyway, like James said, this is the time to do your spring cleaning, clean everything out. If you don't use it, give it to Goodwill, give it to another family member, like find a good place for it. We're not telling you to like chuck it in the trash. Find a happy place for it that'll make you happy and we will all be happy. And trust us, trust us when we give you this sage advice because there are statistics out there and I'm going to misquote them, so I'm not even going to bother quoting them at all. But there's a ton of statistics out there that show that when your home is staged, you get a ton more money on it, more traffic more interest, which leads to more money, right? So it's like, boop, 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 follow these steps. Um, but that's what a lot of other people don't do. That's what a lot of other agents don't do. They don't help their clients through that. They take the pictures and list the house and expect it to do what it needs to do. Um, can we talk about virtual staging? Uh, we can, but before we get into that, I want to okay. talk a little bit about what you just talked about, which is when the buyer sits down. You know, as a primarily, you know, I work with a lot of buyers, uh, not that Danielle doesn't, but I work with a lot of buyers and nothing is better to a buyer's agent. Nothing is more of a green light to a buyer's agent than after they've walked through the house and they've said positive things and they do that sit down. Oh yeah. When they, when they, when they finish the tour and they sit down in the house after they're done the tour and they start talking about where their furniture would go and they start talking about all the things that they like about the house and there's that regroup at the end of a showing that is an ultra positive sign to us as buyer's agents that we might be on the right track here, that this might be the right house. Because typically when somebody isn't in love with the house, they, they're ready to go. You know what I mean? We're ready to roll. Like we, we walk through, we're like, Ooh, this isn't it. We're leaving. You know, we, we, that 30 minute showing turned into a 15 minute showing because it just wasn't the right house. But when we're at, you know, 20 minutes into our 30 minutes and we're sitting down to sort of talk about this house, and we're sitting on that fluffy blanket with all those pillows and, you know, somebody's hugging the pillow and talking about how much they like the house. That is like, oh, okay, we are, we are here. This is the house. Let's start talking about what the next steps are. Um, and that's what you want as a seller, right? You want people to walk into your home and it feel like their home because you want it to be their home when they buy it. And that kind of carries over to all of the things that you're going to do in your house. You know, I'm, we're going to get into virtual staging in a second, but I wanted to talk a little bit about staging things you wouldn't necessarily think to stage and what do i mean by that like kitchen pantries like your kitchen pantries like That's where like one. like like one of the things i tell folks is like all these small appliances you have unless you're using them every day pack them up nobody needs to see that there's no space to store your blender store your toaster store your crock pot store your air fryer store your keurig store, you know only keep the things that you're using every day yeah and come on admit it to yourself you ain't using those things okay you're not making that fancy coffee with the press thing ever you just bought that because it was pretty you're absolutely right but what we, what we don't want the, to give the perception of is that there's not enough storage in the kitchen so you know you want to organize the food that's in your kitchen like some people might think that that's crazy but if think about for a second as a buyer if i open up the pantry and there is food falling off the shelves and falling onto me in the pantry, that's a very different experience than if I open up the pantry and everything is lined and organized and I can see that there's, you know, you can see all the items, right? And that goes, you know, when I sold my house, Danielle, I redid my closet. I, you know, I put a barn door on the closet, which I'm not saying you need to put a barn door in your closet, but I did because it made my bedroom larger because yeah. the door no longer had to open into the room. 
So that was really important because we had small bedrooms in my house. Um, but what I did inside the closet was even more important. I actually told my wife, I was like, I need you to take pick 10 days worth of clothes. Ooh. 10 days worth of clothes Ooh. and leave those in your closet. And the rest of the clothes were boxing up. And I literally That's like... That's aggressive. Let me finish. Our house sold in two days, Danielle. I it was know, not okay, that long. All right, all right. Um, I like boutique style, two fingers spaced every hanger in my closet. I could picture this. And in I put, my I put, I took her purses and the matching shoes and put them oh on the God. shelves in the closet. It looked like a store. It looked like you walked done. into Louis Vuitton, Correct. walking into his closet. Correct. But guess what? I got awesome feedback on that closet. Really? From my showings. Touche. They, they, they literally said like, oh, the closet space was great. Like, Think about that for a second. Like, no one's thinking about staging their closet. But if you open up a closet and there are clothes falling out of the closet, the whole, th you can't even, like, look in the closet and see what's behind these clothes because it's just, like, the shelves are full. Totally. Versus, wow, I could, like, this is so much space, you know? And that's what I was going for was, wow, this is so much space. And because I did that, I, I think it helped my house sell. Okay, don't tell me, don't tell me you did this, right? I've seen people stage closets and actually put like the Louis Vuitton bags in the closet set up. You know what I'm saying? Have you seen that? I mean, my wife doesn't have Louis Vuitton, but her Dooney, Bur Dooney and Burke were were were, were her on bags. Display. Yes, her, yes. Oh, With the shoes that match them, yes. like the heel. Yeah, I had like oh the bag God. and then like the matching heels next to them. Yes, I went all out with my. I, I was trying to get top dollar, and guess what? You did. I did. You did it. Absolutely. Too shy to you. Absolutely. Staging the things you wouldn't think to stage. And that's the, and, and you know, I'm, I'm just going to go back to this really quickly. You know, Danielle and I talk about we offer staging, but we're real estate agents. That's really the difference between what most agents are doing versus what a staging company might come in and do. Because most agents are going to come in and say, you know, we need to take the stuff off the walls and we need to, you know, clean up some of these surfaces and maybe right. get rid of a few pieces of furniture. Most agents are going to do that. Uh, even, you know, some agents don't even do that, but most agents would. But most agents aren't going to come in and really stage, you know, really take the time to go through move every room in your around, house, help right. you declutter, help you move things, you know, really walk you through this process. And that can be the difference between 310 and 325. Hell yes. I actually bring sticky. I bring a little sticky pad with me so that when we're there, like if you're we're, like tagging the things. I do. Gone, like if gone, we're, gone, yep. If deep. we're vibing, if we're vibing, the right? yellow sticky yep. note is gone. The, yep. the, the purple sticky note gets is to moved. stay. Right. That's right. So I, do, I bring my sticky notes and if we're vibing and we're like, yeah, we're going to work together. Right. I know. We know we're signing paperwork. Right. We're getting this thing moving. I'm like, okay, well I'm here. So let's do this. Like let's, let's walk around the house and I'm on a sticky note, everything that if it were me, I would love to be gone. And then you can make your own personal decision, right? If you're like, no, I cannot live without that little armoire. It holds, you know, everything. Okay, cool. Stay and we'll rearrange it, right? We'll move it around and pick a better spot for it so that it's a little more open. But you're <laughs> sticky note the shit out of things in your house. God, 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 God. And if it doesn't have a sticky note, it could stay. If it has a sticky note, it needs to find a new home. That's hilarious. And I actually believe that you do that. And, <laughs> but, you know, I... And, and I, I want to go back to what Danielle just said. This is all just recommendations. Yeah. Uh, but there's a reason why we do what we do. Uh, and we have done this for quite some time now. And we have found an, an exponential amount of success, Proven in, success. In, in the staging that we're doing. So we can honestly say, if you listen to us, it's going to have an impact on what your home sells for. 
but also not necessarily because you know we we were in a market there for a little while danielle where property was going to sell you know what i mean oh yeah and it was probably going to sell for more than what you were asking for it regardless of what you did but you never know what you're missing out on if you don't do something and danielle and i live by that philosophy in real estate like there are all these agents out in there that are, you know, because property was moving crazy, they weren't doing all the things that they would necessarily do in a normal market. Um, but we continued to do all the things at, on every listing because we never wanted to leave a dollar on the table. You know, you never want to leave a dollar on the table for your clients. Yeah, hell no. I can't sleep at night with that. I mean, I so I have an upcoming um, fully renovated condo coming on the market soon, and I'm getting blown up about it. I mean, left and right. You know, because it's, it's listed as, in our state, in Maryland, um, you're allowed to put things listed as coming soon up to 21 days before they list active. So it's listed as coming soon. So no agents can enter, but I'm allowed to market it. So I've been marketing it, and I am getting blown up. And this is for an investor of mine. So I staged, like, extra special for him because we have a good relationship. We've worked together for a long time. We have tenure, all this good stuff, right? So I put, like, a little extra bougie into my stage for him. So, um, and his, you know, places are always vacant, gorgeous, all this stuff. Right. So, um, I've been getting blown up about this house and, um, my investor was like, I don't know, like, do you think we should still stage it? And I was like, yes, I think we should still stage it. Like, absolutely. You always put your best foot forward. Absolutely. 100%. I will still stage your house at midnight the night before, which is when I'm on my best staging game, um, because I, I just, I can't sleep without it. And what if, what if the what if happens? What if we get a great contract either way, right? We didn't stage and something falls through with the buyer's financing or something that we can't control, right? We can't control it. Something happened um, and we have to relist and now we're relisting. The market's changed. You're not staged. Oh, now we got to do, do, now we need to not just do staging. We need to do new photography because we did the staging and it's like we're starting all over again. And that's silly to me. So you just put 100% in. Put, what did I say? Put both feet, put all the feet in, and you'll be good. Put all the feet in. You know, I, th I think that the, the, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Is that the quote? Is that the saying? I don't know. It sounds like Michael Jordan said that or yeah, something. I, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, and you, you just never know, honestly. If you did, didn't stage that condo, and you had 12 showings and 10 offers, right? But if you would have staged, you would have had 12 showings and 11 offers. And that 11th offer could have been the highest and best. And you missed it because you didn't do the staging. And that is such a pivotal moment. And, you know, I do you want to talk about virtual staging first? Or do you oh. want to talk about staging versus zhuzhing? Oh, okay. Well, let's do quick virtual and then we'll do stage. I could, because we could do like four a four-hour segment on this. Yes. Seriously? Yeah. Um. And I don't even know how much time we have left. I don't either. Okay. So, so virtual staging is new, you know, newer in the game. It came about probably two or two ish years ago. Um, and I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe in our state, when you virtually stage, you are required to show photos with the virtual furnishings. And then also that same room, that same space without the virtual finishings because they're not really there. Right. But when you see, like, I'm sure you guys troll Zillow, don't act like you don't. I'm sure when you're trolling Zillow, you you know, you're like, something looks weird about this room. Like, something's off with, like, the juxtaposition of the bed. Like, is that right? Is there a shadow under there? Is that just floating in space? Like, 
things just look, they don't look 100% real because they're not, but they don't look 100% real. And then what I tell my buyers is like, okay, cool. So virtual staging is like trendy, but you've posted these photos of the house looking a certain way, right? And looking gorgeous with all this super modern, because virtual staging, you get like super modern furnishings, right? And you can place what like, you know, Picasso artwork on your walls, or you can do whatever you want. It's not real. And then the buyers go and they're like instant disappointment when they walk into the door because they're like, oh, like this house is not at all what it looked like online and they're disappointed and then I almost feel like you're really shooting yourself in the foot this is my personal opinion on virtual staging I know a lot of agents do it but for the price you pay for virtual staging my opinion is real staging would have been a much better option every single time you know, I think that's also true for, and we're going to probably do an episode separate from this one about real estate photography in general, but I just want to talk for a second about taking photos before you move out and then moving out. You know, I really think, in my personal opinion, that the photos on the listing should represent the property's current state. You don't want to take pictures of your property fully furnished with all your stuff in there and then take all that stuff out of there and then people tour the house and it's completely empty because they came expecting to see X and they were delivered Y. Uh, and, you know, they're going to walk through and go, ah, oh, you know, this, this looks so much different than it did in the pictures because the pictures are capturing them, right? That's the thing that they're seeing before they come in. But you don't want there to be this any level of letdown when they walk through the doors. And I feel like they start asking a lot of questions, right? Like when they, when they do that or with the virtual, cause it's very similar, like experiences, right? Where they walk in and they're like, well, do you think like there was a bed in here before and now it's gone. So like, do you think my bed would fit? Cause now I can't see like what size bed it was cause it's gone. Mm -hmm. So do you think my bed would fit in here? I don't know. I didn't bring a measuring tape, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then they start asking questions and those questions equate to uncertainty and uncertainty is not, exactly what you want on the top of the list when a buyer comes to your house and danielle loves to say this and in this case i completely agree home buying is emotional and we want to do everything did you just say you agree with me yeah just for this one can you scenario. say it again nope um you can listen to the recording later <laughs> um but home buying in this sense is emotional and we want to make sure that when someone walks through the door front door of your home they're having positive emotions because those what is it like seven 10 assumptions are made in the first seven seconds of meeting someone. I don't know. But 15 assumptions are made about your house in the first 10 seconds of walking through it. And if the first thing that they're experiencing is, is oh, this doesn't look anything like the pictures, the rest of their showing is going to be clouded by that original emotion that they had when they walked through the door. So we want to make sure that they're – here's something else we didn't talk about that I definitely need to talk about when it comes to staging – smells oh yes thank i meant to bring that up staging yes, yes, yes. is not only visual it is auditory it is what is this what is the word for smell sensual sense sensory sensual it's not sensual that's not that's not that's what like, it that's is like a, um, like a <laughs> that's not what it is okay that's just not what scent, it is <laughs> it's scent related and auditory related meaning factory meaning okay meaning that if you live in a condo that tends to have loud neighbors or, you know, maybe there's a lot of street noise outside, maybe, I mean, I've done, I've seen houses that stay, that show with music playing 
I don't know if you've seen that or not, Danielle, but oh, occasionally yeah. I'll walk into a house and there'll be like, you know, a speaker on really low with classical music. That's a nice touch. That's something that we might be looking into doing if you live on a busier street or you have louder neighbors. When it comes to smells, if you have pets, that's the we're number going one. to recommend that you clean your carpets, that you have them professionally cleaned, that we keep those carpets professionally cleaned, you know, throughout the, throughout the, you know, if we're on the market, you know, and right now we're not seeing property on the market for three months, but if we are on the market for three months, we might need to redo that carpet cleaning because we don't want them to smell your pets while they're touring your home, especially for people who are allergic to pets, who might just not like pets. You know, these are things that we don't want to cause emotional reactions to when they enter your home. People's sniffers are like, hypersensitive hypersensitive so like if you're a smoker but you don't smoke in your house right you smoke outside the house right by your front door that they have to walk through i can guarantee you with a hundred percent certainty a buyer's gonna walk in and be like someone smokes in here someone's smoking in here and they're gonna think you sit on your recliner like that's how strong it's gonna be to them right i've actually had a client see someone's cigarette butts outside of their house Mm -hmm. like on this like on their driveway or whatever and they were like oh somebody smokes here like they, they noticed it instantly turned off. Yep. Yeah. This th- certain smells like pet smells and smoke smells and also food smells. Food. Yep. Some, some people who uh, cook with just very, I don't know, very smelly, but very strong. Aromatic. Very, yeah, very, aromatic. very aromatic foods. Um, if you cook dinner the night before and those aromas are still floating around, um, like curry is a big one. Curry is a very strong and delicious flavor and it will hang around your kitchen for Mm -hmm. like two days so Mm -hmm. if you cook curry the night before and that stuff is still lingering and someone comes in and they have a very sensitive sniffer and they hate curry it's just those three things food pet smells and smoke will catch people right when they come in the door and it will either lure them in or most oftentimes turn them right around at the door i mean literally we have had people turn right around at the door and be like nope it doesn't i could be like i will professionally clean this house we can professionally clean the ductwork that's a thing we can professionally clean the carpets we can repaint right and they're like nope turn right around at the door and very few times will you have the understanding person who also has five dogs and is like i don't mind that the carpet smells like wet dog it's fine very rarely well you know and it's not necessarily like even just strong odors it could just be an odor in general, like not necessarily an odor, but just like the smell of your home. You know, everybody's house has a unique smell. Like, you know, you, you remember how your parents' house smelled. And when you go back to your parents' house, you were, it's like a nostalgic smell. Do you understand what I mean? So a lot of times we pick like really fresh scents and we'll do like the plug-in things that just sort of fill the house with, you know, fresh linen or, you know, lavender, you know, something that's really just like mellow, universal smells that people typically find pleasant because we just want to make it smell neutral to them. Yeah, and pick the same scent for every space, rooms, right? Because yes. if you do like cinnamon downstairs mm-hmm. and, and then, then lavender, like, yep, and then lavender this, in the like, bathroom, cinnamon pumpkin, yep, and then upstairs you do vanilla in the bedrooms, and then in the basement you're doing clove. Like you've gone to, it's gone, clove. you've gone too far. Yeah, that's mm. a good. I like clove. I would not put clove in my house. I'm just saying, orange okay. clove is a thing. Orange um, clove. I yeah, like it's del- it's delicious. It's just not clove. But if you pick clove, use clove everywhere. Whatever you pick whatever smells good to you whatever use it everywhere but also don't do an overabundance right don't go overkill because then it looks like you're really covering something up just put a little light light 
moderate scent throughout yep. the house and call it a day. Yep. Um, so James mentioned earlier zhuzhing a house up. When you judge a house up, Yish. yeah. What he was referring to, um, and I'll give you an example because we were we saw one the other day uh, listed on the MLS, and uh, the MLS is our is our listing service. So we were looking through the MLS for a client, and James sent me this picture and was like, "Look at this!" And every single room, every single room, what was it? Had a potted plant. Yeah, in there the was corner. no there was no <laughs> furniture at all, but every <laughs> corner, every room had one plant in a corner. And did it have like a piece of artwork on the wall? Maybe I don't even know if it even had that. So it might, just, like, let's just plant. say let's just it had. Let's just say it had a piece of artwork on the wall and a plant sitting in a corner. Do you know what this room needs? <laughs> a plant in the corner and and that and lit i said james i swear to you i bet you a million bucks that person told their client i'm gonna stage your house oh i'm gonna stage it it's gonna look so good and they literally put a plan in every corner some art on the walls and look there is such a thing as light staging okay and I don't necessarily disagree with it, although it's not the path that we take. I just don't think that you should call it staging. Right. If you're going to go super light on the staging, like, and by that I mean some towels in the kitchen, right? Um, a little coffee mug in the kitchen, some towels in the bathroom, and some greenery, right? Like no furniture, maybe a couple pieces of artwork, or some a greenery. Chair or two. Yeah, and some towels, right? So that's what I would call light, very light staging. Is that really staging though? Like, I don't know. I feel like you could have, I'm good. I shouldn't, you could have done that yourself. Like you could have, I shouldn't say that, but you could have done that yourself. Like you might not have thought to, but like you don't necessarily need a hired professional to come into your house and put plants on the corners and some, hang a couple pieces of artwork and put some nice fluffy towels everywhere. Right? Like you could have done that yourself. I just think that we need to recognize what is staging and what is not staging. And when we talk about staging, we're really talking about a lot more than just the furniture. Even even with Danielle and I, it's a lot more than just the furniture that we bring. It's it's a whole experience. It's the that we're love trying. that we put Stop into it. it. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's we, we. It's about the whole experience. It's about the experience from front door to the rest of their showing and creating that cohesive, warm, welcoming, open experience. And that's what we talk about when we talk about staging. And that can mean a lot of things to a lot of different properties. Uh, it can be mean very different things when you're living there versus when you're not. But it's really about creating an experience for your buyer and every prospective buyer that walks into your home. And if you're working with agents and they're not talking about the whole experience, then that might, might be problematic. Yeah. And you know me. You know, I'm all about the feels and the loves mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm, all things warm and fuzzy. So uh, it's easy for How me. How does their soul feel when <laughs> they walk in? That's right. It's easy for me to sell staging to my clients. And when I say sell, they don't pay for it. Like, I'm just selling the idea, right? I'm just selling you the idea that we need to stage because it feels more lovey, homey, like fresh, all the things, inviting, right? All these things. But also what is hilarious, which is what you guys don't see, which we're not going to spend a lot of time on, is the process of the actual staging, where which involves James and I trying to fight over who gets what side of the sofa to carry up three floors of stairs <laughs> and who dropped it first and if it dropped and who's going to put the legs on. And, and loading and unloading the truck <laughs> and storage unit. There's lots of profanity. And <laughs> you never put anything back where you found it. And the organization in our storage unit is always a freaking mess. Oh, 
every time I put something in the storage unit, I leave it a little bit off to see if mm. James <laughs> notices when he goes back to the storage unit because I know it's going to irk him so bad that it's like five inches off where the place of it should be. Anyways, I digress. That's a, that's a whole nother topic of the actually watching James and I stage a house because it's hilarious. Yeah, it's very funny. Okay. Well, I think that's all I have to say about staging. Me too. It is one of my favorite topics though, because I do feel very passionate about it. I yeah, feel... and I think that eventually we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, maybe specific rooms or things like that. But, you know, I think our next thing that we sh will talk about when it relates to the visual aspect of your home is going to be photography, because I think that that's something really important uh, that a lot of people don't think about. A lot of agents don't really think about either, which is, you know, disturbing. But Mind blown. Anyway, uh, that's all I have to say about staging. All right, love you, miss you, mean it. Bye. Bye.